bonjour and welcome to the show. Every week we meet up, talk some action movies, shoot some breeze and let off some steam. Bennett. This is PC and I'm Grant. And PC, you remember when I said I would introduce you last? I lied. This podcast is blind like justice and blind people. <laughs> <laughs> mainly like blind people. Yeah, mainly like so, yeah. Well, speaking of that, our opening question... Which disability-based superhero would you be? Of course, because we're talking about Daredevil this week, not because we're horrible monsters. Yeah, it's not because we just felt we need to discuss the disabled on our podcast <laughs> and alienate half of our cast. Um, yeah, I was actually having a look at this. I did love the fact that there was a kind of top ten, um, which kind of even go with the normal ones being Professor Xavier and even uh, Barbara Gordon, who becomes Oracle in Batman. Um I'm going to take one that's maybe a bit out of left field slightly and you can kind of decide whether or not it's acceptable. Um, Doctor Strange. Yes. Because technically he loses the ability to, to use his hands and has to stop being a sturgeon, which mm. then kind of forms the basis of him then becoming the mystic Doctor Strange, which is going to be in, well, one of the Marvel films that's still due to come out. I like it. I'll go with um, Oracle, previously mentioned. Yeah. Because I think working in the background helping people out might help me out <laughs> I think that's acceptable a superhero that doesn't have to get in many fights yeah <laughs> so we've got the facts of this week are slightly different it's going to be two different properties and you've got to link them into a well known action film alright I can see this going horribly wrong but okay so, first synopsis, brothers addicted to speed at any price. Motorcycle road racing is the most dangerous of all motorsports, one of which men compete at speeds up to 200 miles per hour. And the second part of the film is an antisocial maverick doctor who specialises in diagnostic medicine does whatever it takes to solve puzzling cases. This is a film. That's a TV show. That's a TV show. Okay, so we'll come back to that later. Without further ado, let's get into the triangle of news. Wow, there's been an update. Because <laughs> it's three-sided, I thought. Rather than keep chopping sides off. Yeah, we're just, just going to go for this instead. So this, this is the beta release of our um, triangle of news. So first off, breaking news, Dwayne The Rock Johnson to star in Big Trouble in Little China remake. You tagged me into this on Facebook. I did. You do. I couldn't resist this. Could yes, you? I knew that you would bring this up, but it still makes me sigh when I think about it. It was. I love the film. It's such an instant classic of a film, just because it's so cheesy. But it's going to be lost, lost in translation when they try and do the big budget version of it. And the thing I don't get is Dwayne the Rock Johnson is an action hero. Jack Burton is not an action hero. No, he's, he, he's an anti-action hero. That's yes. the thing. That's, that, that was the whole thing playing up to it as well, is the fact that he's completely useless for the, the whole film. And I can't see a studio going for that these days, no. so it's not going to be like that, no. is it? Exactly. Terrible. Terrible, terrible. I, yeah. <laughs> Number of castable terrible, yeah. The next bit of news, I think you'll like this one. Agent Carter is finally coming to UK TV. Yay! because I've, I've kind of missed a loop on this one yeah it's going to Fox UK in July what do you think you're looking forward to this yeah which our American brethren have seen for some yeah. time <laughs> no I've, I've heard a lot of good things about it so um, and I have been looking to try and find a way uh, of watching it so yeah I'm, I'm quite up for that game on but now you can legally watch it you're going to take that option because you're a good guy <laughs> yes I will <laughs> legally watch this now because <laughs> no. that's the way we always do it on this show yes <laughs> 
it's not on Netflix, we will literally stream it. Yeah, US Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Which we legally obtain, of course. Of course. <laughs> Next bit of news, James Bond distribution rights coming out for grabs. Sony are coming to the end of their contract. Do you want it to stay at Sony? Do you like what they've done with it? They've been there since Casino Royale. Yeah, I, see, I like Casino Royale. Um, Quint Marcellus... Less good. Was, it was just a collective meh. And the this, game for the Xbox is good, though. <laughs> it's, all, it's always a bad judge when the game is better than the film. <clears throat> but um, and same as well, like Skyfall. I know it's it received quite a lot of universal praise, but call it by its proper name. You've got to sing that title. <laughs> but um, yeah, I thought it was all right. I didn't think it was as great as it's hyped up to be. But you know, I think they're kind of on the right track, given it. But we'll wait and see. Did I ever tell you a story about when I watched Skyfall with my in-laws and my girlfriend's uh, mum thought that once James Bond got shot and fell in the water, that was the end of the yeah. film? Short story. <laughs> yeah, just a short film, just yeah. to wrap up the franchise. <laughs> right, what's next? Yeah. <laughs> Great. So our theme of the week is Daredevil. Yes. Which we've watched... <laughs> <laughs> a bit longer ago than you than yeah. it was for me yeah, so I, what's I, your impressions of Daredevil let's let's take it bit by bit what do you think of the characters first of all yeah um, I mean it was a bit of a surprise because after I'd watched the, the show because being the geek that I was I kind of just fired through it within a couple of days just to speed watch all the episodes as were on Netflix um, the guy that plays Matt Murdock Charlie Cox um, who's an English actor um, actually really surprised me because I didn't realise he was the guy that was in Stardust I know that's a surprise that one eh yeah and I, I do know that he's got a lot of praise for Boardwalk Empire um, which I miss out on because I don't have Sky, Sky Atlantic but poor me um, but yeah he's, he does a very good solid job of portraying Matt Murdock and, I um, am Sky Atlantic go on <laughs> see the lesser classes here <laughs> class fight um, I chose to watch TV instead of drink at the football that's why <laughs> oh, going to the football card already um, but yeah I'm, he does a very good job of it as well as the obviously not all the fake sequences are done by himself but he does a very good job of, what, of what's in front of him I, I think it's very hard to judge when it's not him though yeah I mean, it's, 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 this is the thing as well I mean some of it it's not a Shatner in Star Trek <laughs> it's not <laughs> the way it's obvious yeah. I think it would be hard pushed to get somebody just as bad as that for, for a body double <laughs> so you've got um, Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin yes can I talk about him first you can yeah because I think this is one of the best performances I've seen in anything in years I think he's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And being someone that works with disabilities for a living, what I think he's trying to do in his character representation is autism. I think he's trying to portray an autistic character who refuses to have the social interactions with others. Yeah. And he he has this special relationship with one person and he kind of grips onto that as his obsession. That's his focus, above yeah. Above all else. I think he's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I mean, the, the episode that they they done when he went back to his origin as well was very good. And I do like the fact that it, it seems to be, as I say, that he, he comes across mostly as this kind of really socially awkward kind of person. And initially, his mainstay is his friend, who is also his go-to guy for kind of communicating with the rest of his business associates 
and as I say, you, you kind of see how things go downhill uh, as the series progresses when you're kind of introduced to his love interest as well. So, what do you think of his love interest, who is actually the woman who played um, Superman's mother in the latest Superman film? Yeah, which um, I, I didn't know about to pick up on that one because I was just going through everything else. But yes, I was I, having seen her because um, as soon as you got introduced and you were given the name, um, it kind of cast me back to well, in fact, to the nineties um, Spider-Man cartoons. You love it; it's great. Um, <laughs> where his wife kind of plays in a lot of the episodes, and it's that same kind of personality and that same kind of thing. Um, but I thought she did a very good job, and the way she kind of comes across is this, you know, almost kind of au fait to start with, and then just very quickly gets integrated into his world, and then gets to the point where instead of supporting him, she's, she's almost egging him on to kind of do what needs to be done, as drastic as it needs to be at times. Um, what's his name? Foggy. Yes. I was very, very surprised um, because it's things like um, I don't know if you've ever seen Idle Hands. He's in the Mighty Ducks as well. Yes, he was the <laughs> the scary one in the Mighty Ducks with the big shot. I love this guy too. I yeah. think this guy is charm personified, yeah. and that's what makes it work. Is him and Charlie Cox have got excellent rapport. They do. I really hope they don't go for a love triangle storyline, although they definitely will. Yeah, I mean you can see it happening a mile off. But no, I mean, it did surprise me how well he did because it was one of the casting choices when you looked at it because obviously they were making a big deal out of um, Vincent DeFario and then when it was confirmed that, um, I think it was Eldon Henson is the guy who plays Foggy, um, when that was confirmed it was a bit of a, yeah, because he always seems to play the the kind of outside character or the kind of, the geek or, kind of, you know, that unsociable character. So you're like, well, how's he going to do in, in such a... A main role, and I see you know the fact there's going to be more focus on him than it would be before, where he's more a sideline character rather than being in focus with everything else. So, but no, he did a great job. Yeah, I, I agree. I think yeah, chem- all he needs to really needs to bring is chemistry wise. There's a later episode where he gets very serious when he finds out about Matt. Spoilers. And, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Spoilers. Sorry. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a bit that bit. Um, and I think. He's not quite as good at that stuff, but he's better than I thought he was going to be. Like mm. he's he's not scene saltingly hero scene saltingly scene saltingly <laughs> terrible. Why is that so hard to say? I have no idea. <laughs> um, another character I'd like to mention that was involved in this as well. He was Night only nurse? Hmm? Night nurse. No, um, character that was involved in this um, only for one episode though was um, Scott Glenn who played Stick. Mm. I don't know if you agree with me but every scene that he was in he just completely stole he was outstanding and he did play just such a harsh character especially when you were going back to the flashbacks where you see him training kind of young Matt as he's first kind of discovering what's happened to himself mm-hmm. um, and kind of dealing with that and he's it's supposed to be coaching him through it but you know it's a very brutal relationship that they have I like um Karen Page as well who I knew from the Frank Miller run yeah it's not born again it's man without fear I always that is the quintessential Daredevil story and the reason why Daredevil is probably my favourite Marvel property yeah probably there's quite a few choices to make from there Marvel have got a strong roster really don't they they do it just 
I don't know, there's something dark about Daredevil in the way that Batman's dark. Mm -hmm. And there's something dark about this show which works really, really well. It's relentless. It's not one for a binge watch because it leaves you exhausted. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Um, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it's one of the things we need to put across as well is it's nothing like the film. Don't don't sway away from not watching it because you think it's going to be like the Ben Affleck abortion of a film that it was. It's, not. it's, it's a world of so far away from it. It's unreal. I think it's one of the best things Marvel have done. I'd put it up there on Guardians of the Galaxy level for quality of yeah. this actual show. I'm really looking forward to the rest of these shows. The fact, yeah, I mean the fact and the that, fact the, that the, the rumor is the Punisher is going to be in the second run. <laughs> there's been yeah, I can't bloody wait. There's been rumors of getting the Punisher involved. Elektra is going to be involved in it, and a few others as well. Because um, the, there are hints to different characters and kind of Jennifer Garner back as Elektra. <laughs> too many heavy objects in here Um, I don't know about you as well but one of the things that really grabbed my attention when watching this as strange as it sounds is the opening credits Mm -hmm. I love the opening credits for that just visually the way that it's done is fantastic Um, but it is just almost like blood outlines of different um, bridges and statues and different things and it obviously all represents different areas but I think it was so well done Do you like the the fact that they're actually able to take a few risks with the story? I mean, they've gone... They killed off quite a main character. We're not going to say who it is, but yeah. someone who's been in... Yeah, somebody who's quite fundamental to the, the comic book storylines. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, it's as well... I mean, I think a few people as well weren't happy with the way that the season ended because of, of the climax of it as I well. I don't get that at all yeah I just I don't get what people's problem is they said it's quite abrupt but Mm. I think that suits a show that's as realistic as this yeah and what do they want do they want another aliens attack from above and everyone's got to get in planes yeah I actually respect that this film is not ending like that yeah I mean that's the thing I mean I think the fact that they've gone ahead and done that kind of just shows how grown up a show it is Mm-hmm. with the fact that it's willing to make sacrifices like that to kind of move the storyline along and not get kind of bogged down and kind of keeping things in one area you know it kind of allow it to branch out and kind of for characters to develop a bit more there's hints to Civil War though did you notice that? yes The um, is that when at the end of the stick episode when they're asking about the, the war and the there's also part I think when they're talking about wars they're actually talking about um the between, war that's happened in the yeah, first but, Avengers yeah, but, but there's um, well, no, there's think, posters about have you registered and things like that everywhere alright oh, see just to t- um, the way the timeline for this goes as well this is supposed to be in the aftermath of the Avengers for what's happened in New York mm-hmm. um, where people are still kind of getting their, in the first episode yeah where they're kind of everybody's getting their lives back together um, because of what's happened because Hell's Kitchen is supposed to be hit quite hard with everything so everybody's rebuilding everybody's trying to get themselves back together so there is little references to the Avengers and to the, the Marvel Universe which is good because they don't go completely over the top on it but they do make subtle things with that one you know with the, the thing of you know you're not wearing a robotic suit or have a magic camera do you which I thought was great you know just a really off the cuff but you know noticeable thing that they did um, I think one of the other things we should really discuss as well because we can't get away from it and it's one of the best things about this show is the fight sequences 
Yes. If you are in any way um, put off by brutal fight sequences, then perhaps this is not the season for you. Yeah, I mean, even the first kind of proper fight that they have in Karen's apartment, which is the one that they did as the, the preview um, the day before it was um, released, mm-hmm. which is the one that they have in the apartment and then moves to the outside in the rain, was so well done. The old boy-esque one. Yes. yes. No, no, the, the old boy-esque one was from the second episode that was oh, the continuous. Right, yeah. yeah, that was the other one where... That is the one that's getting all the yeah. publicity. That, and that is great. Yeah, because it's a fight that's just done for about, what, about four or five minutes? Mm-hmm. Where it's just a continuous shot where everything's there's, there's no cuts it's just the camera as it goes and everything moves from room to room and it's all done in one go and th- the good thing about it as well it's not as if he's invincible he's not you know it's not like in Avengers where it's you know beat one guy effortlessly and move on to the next one I mean he does take a beating in it, quite takes a few it, it takes it out of him yeah and it's not like one punching down either no no he really has to try to be like these people but yeah and I mean that's and the end because it's, this is supposed to be him at almost like the start of his superhero career that's as well it's, it's, like, it's more like a boxing film yeah than a superhero I, film yeah I mean that's the thing it's him trying to find find himself and find it what he wants to be and, and what he wants to do with this and it's very, very well done. Uh, I think it's got... This is not a spoiler because it's in the picture. Yeah. As you go into it. But his outfit. His yeah. Daredevil outfit. His original one or the... The, the one he eventually gets. The okay. red one. What do you think of that? Um, yeah, I think it's okay. Um, I think for what it is because you don't know... It's one of these things like the Flash's outfit. Just takes a wee bit of getting used to it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you probably know it'll probably develop again later. They'll probably make changes to it, and there'll yeah. be development of it. And I think that's what people need to realise. Much of the Flash as well that it won't always stay like that. They will eventually move to the full yeah. red it'll rather than the probably have a different outfit every season. Yeah, probably. Uh, I'd like to see the yellow outfit at some point. You know, the yellow and black. Yeah. Devil outfit. You know, one of the things I really liked as well was the camera work. Um, one shot in particular as well as the continuous fight there was a scene where there was the guy in the taxi I don't know if you remember this and it's the guy in the taxi singing mm-hmm. where the other guys go it's a blind guy sitting in the back of the taxi and the camera just very slowly pans around as you can still hear the guy singing as it goes around the whole taxi but from the interior mm-hmm. and just kind of pans around as you see Daredevil appear and then he comes back around again and he's gone mm-hmm. and then kind of pan around to where the guys had gone to as well it was brilliant it's just some of the camera work in special well not a huge amount of special effects but when they were used it was very well done I, I think it's an, it's a definite achievement for yeah. Marvel because Marvel are getting to this stage now where they're getting a lot of criticism because pe- the bubble's starting to burst not because the films are getting dramatically worse but because people are just sick at how much is coming all at once yeah and I think this has really taken a lot of people by surprise how how different it is and how Engaging it is, yeah, and different from what they're doing in the films. Yeah, I think because it's kind of like DC. Like DC are better in TV than they are in films. Yeah. And for a while, it was the other way around. Because Agents of Shield, God love it, it's not, it's not a particularly great show. No, I mean it's it's got a lot better from its inception. Um, yeah, it's still it's, it's still watchable, but it's, it's it's not a patch on Flash. It's better than it was, but yeah, <laughs> no, I mean. Things I say, things like the Flash are fantastic. That's the kind of like shot in the arm that the kind of superhero TV series needed. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think because it was such a dramatic change of direction from 
Marvel. Um, I don't want to say going down the DC route, but becoming darker than mm. previous shows. And it and is. It's, it's, it's not because they're trying to change. It's because that, that's what the character is. Um, and obviously that is then going to lead on to the Defenders as well. Luke which Cage, a.k.a. Jessica Jones. And Iron Fist. Iron Fist, yeah. So they all, all separately have shows. I'll be on honest, I've only ever came across these characters in crossover events. I don't really know a lot about them. No, I so, mean, But I think that's quite good. It's, it's a blank slate. Yeah. And Daredevil, I have a limited knowledge of Daredevil, but a large part of that was a blank slate for me as yeah. well. But this is what's great is that. Because as soon as you put the name Kevin Smith in a comic book, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> Well, this is it. It's better as well if, if people are coming into a show with no preconceived ideas how the character should be or what they are. If they're just going in with an open mind, all the better. I think that's you know there was a worry about Daredevil because of the the stigma surrounding the film. I hate that religious stick because it references back to that. But with the fact that the, the film made such a complete and utter of the character yes. that. Um, a lot of people were really about coming back to this and I think having the TV format is a great thing to do because it then gives you that building block to move on to and a bit like the way that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. does where you can reference a character in that or introduce a character and it then engages in terms of audience reaction mm-hmm. so you can then look to see as well is this something we want to develop or move out to or then and it gives you the option to then have characters dipping in and out of each one so and I like that there's always continuity and that's what I like on a different note a lot of criticism I've heard about this show is to do with his outfit and his, his new red outfit more than anything. I think his black outfit's incredible. I'd be happy if he'd yeah. stayed with that. But my perception on that is the way people are criticising it is saying it's not as good as the Ben Affleck outfit because it's not as realistic to the character in the comics as the Ben Affleck one. Yeah. Two points I want to make on that. One, sure, the comic you know, has this view of Daredevil when you try and actually make that a proper film of that where someone's got to do stunts, yeah. that suit becomes entirely yeah. impractical. Yeah, definitely. And also, who cares if it's slightly different from the comic? Yeah. I mean that's the thing. It, I mean, it's clearly its own take on the material. Yeah. What's wrong with that? But the same way that the Captain America outfit is not And the Flash. The Flash is its own take on the material that's out there. Yeah. What's wrong with doing that? I think this as well, like with the Flash one, I think, I think it took a few episodes to kinda of get used to it and once you yeah. did you were over it. It was I like think, like people are so precious about these things now. Like when first things came out and like Iron Man came out and everyone was like, who who cares if it changes the comics in great ways? But now people have found out more about the comics and they're like they're so precious and they're like oh my god don't change that it's, change it if you want you're doing a different thing yeah it's your interpretation I think it I think it's a difficult one as well though you don't, you don't want to stray too far from the path there, there still needs to be enough there to take the spirit of the thing yes. and go your own way with it which yeah. is what Daredevil and The Flash have done yeah and what Daredevil didn't do in that terrible, terrible movie. Let's discuss it no more. <laughs> and what The Flash won't do when they make that terrible, terrible movie that's coming up soon. Yeah. And I know you're, um, I know you're not one, like, speaking of the violence as well, I know you're um, going back to our original episode as well when we were speaking about things that we don't enjoy. Um, you're not one for the big leg breaks. No. But I know in particular there was that, I believe, was it episode three? <laughs> with the bone alley with the fight yes. in there yeah 
That's um, for anybody that's the, the kind of thinks, you know, this isn't too bad. See, so when you get to episode three, <laughs> by God, <laughs> don't get me wrong, it's not a bad thing, but it's extremely brutal. So, I would definitely recommend it. How about you? Yes, definitely. If, if anybody hasn't seen it or kind of watched the first episode and kind of been like, man, stick with it, do at least three or four episodes, it's, it's so worth it. Do what I did though and watch it bit by bit because it's so intense. Don't do what you did and watch all <laughs> That's why I needed to go in a in a clean room for three days and yeah. just rock, didn't you? I, I just had to lie in a seclusion tank with water and nothing else for a couple of days. Okay, so we're going to move on to our game: Stallone, Streisand, Schwarzenegger, or Seagal. In the wrong words, Str- but yes, Streisand got belly over Seagal there. And you what like are you that? doing, man? <laughs> okay. So I'll give you some actors that are in this film. Yeah. I'll give you one actor that's in this film. Okay. Otherwise, it'll be too easy. Actually, I'll give you two. Okay. Kevin Hart and Kim Basinger. Okay. Okay. So, blank actor plays this person, a former champ who's making a living as a blue-collar factory worker and has money worries. Another former boxing champ now wants to make a living as a nightclub comedy act, sharing a stage with a glove puppet. The two boxers were great rivals 30 years earlier and had two fights, each winning one. The planned third fight proved abortive, and the other fighters never come to the terms with the fact that uh, one of them pulled out. Was this the one with De Niro and... I need the name, or I get the points. <laughs> it was De Niro and Stallone. Was it De Niro and Stallone? You're right. Um, I've never seen the film, though, but I do remember the... Oh, God... Because I can picture the, I can picture the box, and I can picture the the image of the front bit. <clears throat> I'll give you ten seconds. <laughs> it's a knockout. Um, it's a knockout. Ring out. <laughs> I've honestly no idea. It's going to bug me now. Damn it! The answer. So I get the point. So it's six two to you at the moment. It's now six three. The film is Grudge Match with Sylvester <sighs> Stallone. Stu's <coughs> inquiry. <laughs> and let's move on to I Made Grant Watch yes yes <laughs> you chose a cracker <laughs> and I apologise in advance for what I've chosen <laughs> you know it's a common theme here so the film is set in the future yeah. it's called The Class of 1999 and it was made when 1999 was the future it was in 1990 wasn't it for the yeah. yeah so gang warfare is now so bad that kid gangs rule a lot of the city and Schools have started to bring Android teachers in <laughs> to make this better. Um, it's the company that comes up with this is called Megatech. Yes. <laughs> Can you imagine the brainstorming session there? <laughs> Mega industry, no. Oh. Mega cool, mega city one. That's taken. Yeah. T- tech company? No, no, we can't have that. Tech mega? No, oh, no. even better. Mega <laughs> tech. <laughs> High fives all around. So that mega tech have made some androids which they failed to sell to the military because the military are I don't know busy. Yeah. <laughs> so they've sold them to schools instead. To skills. To skills. The schools put them up in a big shared house, <laughs> which is my favourite thing about the film, other than um, Stacey Keach's mullet, which is half mullet, half rat tail. Can I raise a point here straight away? 
where are they finding the budget for this? Between buying androids and then housing them. And also they've got this elaborate um, <laughs> elaborate system where they take the guns off the kids each day. And I guess the point where you're like, kids, stop bringing guns in. You get them confiscated every day. <laughs> but they bring them every day. <laughs> so either they're getting the guns back at the end of the day, which is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> or they're buying a new gun every day. In which case, where are they getting the money from that? Where's all the money coming from? <laughs> Who's got the money? So, that was my favourite Uzi. <laughs> so, is this the androids that are detecting this, or did the school themselves actually That's have the their own? That's the school themselves. Ah, right, That's okay. what they currently have in place before they okay. have the android teachers. So, tell us where it all goes wrong. Because I'm, I'm going to guess it does. The, the androids malfunction. They're... They're technology in an in a 80s stroke 90s film, so they go wrong and they start killing students. Megatech, what have you done? So all the student gangs have to unite <laughs> to fight the android <laughs> teachers. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately for the rest of the city, they do manage to kill pretty much everyone else in the city on their way to the androids. <laughs> this film is great. I would watch it in a heartbeat. You have to watch this. It's a sequel to Class of 1986, by the way, which is the one with Michael J. Fox. Oh, it was the one you were talking about yeah. before. Ah. <laughs> there's, there's a bit in it I have to mention before we move on, though, which <laughs> it's in the sales session where they're sell- selling the androids. <laughs> they come in and one of the guys who's for the school says are you really an android and the android takes his face off and says one million megabytes (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand why he says that (laughs) but he says fantastic this film was great (laughs) so what would you give it on the um, on the Bennett scale then oh ten steam (laughs) ten steam pipes through the chest (laughs) Oh, that's great. <laughs> so I, I'm going to get you to watch an action film with a bit more of a comedy vein to it. All right. It's got Burt Reynolds in it. And okay. he teams up with a little kid. It's called Cop and a Half. Oh, dear God. <laughs> I think you're going to like it. I've seen it before. <laughs> Not since I was about ten, but... Oh, dear if you choose to opt out you could, you get what's in the box so it's up oh, to you oh we've got we've got a backup do we yeah yeah what's in the box go on I'll take what's in the box oh silly Space World the movie oh you <laughs> hold on contentious issue that's not an action film it's got a bus chase <laughs> I'm not happy <laughs> I'll still let you watch Cop and a Half, would you? Yes, thanks. I'll give you the choice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Suddenly that seems so much better. And let's put the box back. Let's and never help, open the box and again. where it should be. <laughs> okay, so the game. Yes. Two different films, both linked together to make an action movie name. Okay. Well, one film, one TV series, sorry. Okay. So film... Brothers addicted to speed at any price. Motorcycle road racing is the most dangerous of all motorsports, one of which men compete at speeds of up to 200 miles per hour. The other one, an antisocial maverick doctor who specialises in diagnostic medicine. Whatever it takes to solve puzzling cases that come his way. 
I know the second one. What's that? House. <laughs> so what do you think the first one might be? I don't know. Because um, I... I Cast your mind back to this game. I know it's been a few weeks, but... Yeah. What is the normal uh, answer to this? Road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes! So these two films... <laughs> or film TV series. Road, Road and House. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't see it coming, to be honest. <laughs> okay, right. Thank you very much. Good to be back. Yes, Definitely. And I think next time we'll do something else. That seems, <laughs> like, a, that seems like a well-informed plan. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a Mad Max. Maybe something else. Maybe something else. <laughs> See you later. See you later. on Facebook, Let Off Some Steam Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Steam Podcast. Email us, letoffsomesteampodcast at gmail.com and download our intro music. It is Fat and Bald by John Ahmed Schoenbergenbecker. You want to download it? I don't bloody blame you.